Welcome to Virtual Student Experiences, where we inspire students to aspire. For more information, please check out our website at www.virtualstudentexperiences.com. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to VC Season 3. Today's webinar will be a webinar focused on business. If you guys are new to our program, Virtual Student Experiences is a pro bono initiative spearheaded for students by students. And we at Virtual Student Experiences want to be the inspiration for aspiration. Our goal is to give students around the world an opportunity to hear from professionals in their career industry of interest in a friendly and casual setting. And if you're a student that knows what you want to do in the future, we at VSC want to encourage, allow, and connect with professionals. Through VSC, students are given the chance to decide if their career choice fits their personality, skills, and really overall interests. Through VSC, you'll be able to hear from a wide variety of guests from a wide variety of seniority levels. And to find out more information and to sign up to be notified about other webinars, you guys can visit our website at www.virtualstudentexperiences.com. But before we get started, I just wanna let you on how this is going to work. So firstly, I'm going to be asking our guest professional that I'll introduce in a second, a series of base knowledge questions so that you can get a good idea of who he is and what he does. And if at any time you have a question that you think of, feel free to post it in the Q&A module and we'll get to it in the later part of the webinar. We highly recommend that you guys ask questions during this webinar because it's the opportunity to get an answer right here, right now, instead of about reading about it later on the internet. And just real quickly introducing our VSC core team and volunteers, we have Becky, Gabby, Jonathan, Coco, Tommy, and Audrey. And without further ado, our very special guest for today is Mr. Paul Kosasa. Mr. Paul Kosasa grew up in Hawaii and attended Iolani School before studying engineering at the University of Michigan, Ann Arbor. A little more down the road in 1999, Mr. Paul Kosasa took over the family business started by his father in 1964. And since then, he's remained as the president and CEO of ABC Stores for over 20 years, guiding the business through the 2008 recession and the most recent pandemic. ABC Stores is one of the most recognizable brands in the Hawaii tourism industry and its stores in Guam, the Northern Mariana Islands, Las Vegas, and all over Hawaii. Mr. Casalsa has been described as a doer and a passionate community-minded leader who loves what he does. And we're very honored to have you here today. Thank you so much for joining us, Mr. Casalsa. Yep, glad to be here. Awesome, so just to start off, can you, from, from your perspective, tell us what business is and how you got into that field? Okay, um, so um, I'm a retailer. And, uh, you know, retail is the process of selling merchandise. Um, you buy merchandise and you sell merchandise. And if uh, the simple formula is that if the revenue is greater than your expenses, then you make a profit. It sounds real simple, but it is actually pretty hard to do. Uh, and our business of uh, the ABC stores is, um, is primarily targeted to the visitor industry, the tourists. So in Hawaii, uh, Pre-pandemic, we used to get you know 10 million, 11 million tourists per year. Um, our stores are located all over in the resort areas, uh, and they're designed to uh, attract and lure uh, visitors to buy souvenirs, to buy beverages, to buy tobacco, liquor, <laughs> anything you want actually for a traveler. Um, and we've been doing that since 1964, as you mentioned earlier. Um, and that's basically what, what the business is. Awesome. And then 
Can you tell us about where your passion for business began? Sure. Um, so there, there wasn't any one moment in time. Uh, this is kind of a gradual, um, a gradual thing. So being in a family business, I started uh, really in, in elementary school when um, after school, uh, I would take the bus and um, because my parents both worked, I took the bus to uh, one of our stores. And um, it was sort of like the, the store would be babysitting me, but in a way they, they uh, put me to work. And so uh, I was stocking shelves, I was pricing merchandise, um, I was um, cleaning, the, mopping the floors, doing all that kind of stuff. And, uh, and I would get to know the employees um, and the employees were actually my uh, mentors in a way. They would teach me, they would show me the ropes. And, and I was in elementary school and I did this all the way through you know, college, working in the summertime. Uh, and so over time, uh, I sort of got into retail, you know, and uh, even though I took engineering, um, when the, when my dad asked me, you know, I need, I need help. I, I need you uh, to help me. Uh, I guess that's when the moment was that decided, okay, I, I'm going to get into our, our family business and, and try to prolong the, the legacy that, that my parents had uh, built. <clears throat> Awesome. Very interesting. And then were there any special requirements that you had to meet to get into that field? Uh, you know, the, the beauty of retail, um, or maybe it's any business, um, but, you know, you don't need um, uh, a lot of uh, academic experience. So um, I, I think, uh, and we had, we had executives that actually never went to to college, you know, they, and, and they rose up in the company. Um, and so the requirements is really very simple. You, you gotta have some drive, you gotta have some interest. Um, you gotta uh, like to, to service customers. Um, and uh, if, if you're diligent and, and perseverant, um, you know, retail is a great, great field to be in. Awesome. And then I guess focusing on your education a little bit more, can you speak to what role that played in your success and if it's important to go to a really, really named school and get super good grades? <laughs> uh, no, you don't have to go to a named school, I think. Um, grades, I think, um, uh, let me put it to you this way. Um, it, you could go to... Uh, any school um, and take the easiest course and get A's um, or take the hardest course and um, get C's. Um, so for me, uh, I went to University of Michigan. Um, I'm amazed they accepted me, but <laughs> they, they did. <laughs> and uh, I took electrical engineering, which is, is a difficult field. Um, my, my, uh, one of my teachers at uh, Iolani told me that, uh, if you take electrical engineering, it's going to be hard and it's going to be rough, but you know what, when you get out, 
he can do anything. And so the, 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 um, his advice was saying, don't take the easy things, take the hard things. And you're gonna struggle, you're going to work really hard, um, but it'll teach you um, grit. You know, it'll teach you that you, you confidence that you can finish this. And so <clears throat> I took uh, engineering to, to uh, I was interested in it, but also to um, strengthen my, my, um, my brain, I guess. <laughs> and I figured, well, if I do get into the business, then at least it, it'll come a little easier. Um, but it actually was pretty hard, but that's, so that's the advice on, on, on the schooling. I think it's just to, uh, build your brain muscles. Um, and as you build your brain muscles, you can do anything. Very interesting. And then I guess, um, in terms of mentorships and learning from your professors and the ABC store employees, when you were younger, can you speak to, oh, you, bro you broke up. Oh, yeah. Um, so I guess um, f learning from other people has seems like it, it's been a pretty consistent theme, uh, learning from others as mentors. Can you speak to some of the most important lessons that uh, your mentors have given you and shown you? Ah, uh, yeah. Okay. So um, when I joined the company, um, my father had an operations ma manager. His name was Max. Uh, he was probably in his 60s or 70s by the time, and I was in my 20s, right? <clears throat> and um, he, uh, he was from the mainland, um, but <clears throat> he, he knew retail um, and he knew people, how to handle people. Uh, <clears throat> and um, he would spend time in teaching me, um, I guess you'd, yeah, he would just teach me some life lessons of, of working, um, not, not just in the field that I was in, in retail, but uh, life lessons in dealing with my girlfriend or, you know, dealing with my parents or um, dealing with employees that uh, weren't, weren't performing very well. And, and so those those mentorship lessons uh, uh, guided me through through my career, um, and I think the other important thing was uh, now they allowed me to make mistakes. You know, they they didn't keep me on a real tight leash, but they they had little oversight over me. So um, as I made mistakes, uh, they made sure I learned my lesson, and I learned my lessons a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I guess that's a, a pretty good segue into the next question is like, um, when you were, when you were in college, can you speak to some of the lessons that you learned and some of the things that you did that helped you to prepare for your first few jobs right out of college? Oh, um, when I was in college or after, after college or? Yeah, some of the things that you did and learned in college that helped you prepare you for afterwards. Oh, Yeah. Uh, like I said earlier, um, you know, I, I took some really hard courses <clears throat> and when you take hard courses, uh, you, you can't learn them on your own. You can't study in isolation and expect to get 
a good grade on the exam. You have to network with uh, classmates. You have to network with maybe older students that took the course before. Um, you have to learn from uh, their experiences, the professor, you know, what, what, what can you expect from the exam? You know, as well, you know, this is, and they'll, they'll, they'll teach you all those kinds of things. Um, and so in college, what was important for me was to uh, make friends, uh, of course, not just for social reasons, but for study group reasons. And they, they actually, when we worked together, uh, it helped a lot. Um, unfortunately, there, there's some courses that were, uh, there's only like four students in the class kind of stuff. So, and uh, I, I couldn't network with them because they were older or they, you know, they're doing other things. So uh, it didn't always work, but uh, uh, that's one of the takeaways. Um, and then um, after college, I didn't go straight to, to our business. Um, I worked uh, for a supermarket chain um, <clears throat> in California. And it, that experience was more, I would say, blue collar. <clears throat> and so um, what I learned from uh, them, from the, my coworkers, uh, what I realized was, you know, they were smart too. Uh, they didn't have the privileged opportunity that I have. Um, but they had a lot of things to teach me about um, work and, and uh, how to carry myself and how to behave and those kinds of things. And, and so that was a great experience too. Awesome. And then I guess now as the CEO for um, ABC stores for over two decades, can you talk about um, your time there and navigating um, the business landscape over time? Oh, yeah. Well, um, the, the good news is that our company was fairly uh, solid, you know, when I took over. Um, and uh, my dad was still, uh, when, when I took over, um, my dad was the CEO and he was still going strong. Um, and the philosophy was that it, it's like a, running a relay race when you pass the baton, like to me, that he's running full speed, I'm running full speed, I grab the baton. So uh, the transition was pretty seamless. And so once I grabbed the baton, then he, he can kind of like a relay, he, he slows down mm -hmm. and I'm still uh, running at full speed. <clears throat> um, we've had our ups and downs, you know, with the Gulf War was a problem with tourism. Uh, we had 9-11. Uh, that that was a, a, a downturn. Um, we've had hotel strikes, uh, airline strikes, um, but this one takes the cake. This uh, COVID-19 pandemic uh, is the worst ever um, for us and for many, many other businesses uh, involved in the tourism industry. Mm -hmm. And to cope with that is, is difficult. Um, <clears throat> I kind of, the analogy I give to our people is uh, you're in a football game and you're on the losing team and the score is like 75 to zero, right? And, and <clears throat> your heads are down, uh, you, you, you just want the game, you want time to run out, but time doesn't run out. So I tell them, you know what? Just try to score, 
you know even if you score six points or three points you know it's not zero but and they're they're smashing you but that's okay it's a moral victory it's it's the pride that you can do something uh so don't give up yeah and so that's kind of uh how i'm managing the the operations right now is just encouraging our people don't give up you know take care of the customers and and uh, uh let's hope for the best mm -hmm. yeah. and then since i mean i guess since you said that this has been the most impactful thing since you were ceo um how has it how has it like changed your mind about how you make decisions for the future i guess um well that's uh, that's a good question because the future is uncertain right and um <clears throat> before the pandemic everybody had projections and that the uh, uh, business was going to be good we we're on our way to a record year in tourism um and with the pandemic uh i thought when it first came out that it would only last two or three months and then we'd be back on our feet again but it's nine months and and it doesn't appear to be um, going to recover uh that quickly um <clears throat> so in in the mind of a ceo uh the the for the business it's liquidity so liquidity meaning having cash to pay employees having cash to pay rents uh to pay your other expenses um that are necessary to survive um the federal government um hasn't helped us because all the programs um that benefited businesses are primarily for companies with 500 employees or less and we're over 500 employees mm -hmm. <clears throat> we have over a thousand employees so um we weren't able to draw down any federal monies um but uh what's saving us is um, my parents taught me to um, save a lot of money and so i did and so as over the course of my you know ceo <laughs> uh, we always socked away uh, money uh, for a rainy day uh, reserves if you will um, <clears throat> and we're drawing on those reserves now i mean it's dwindling um, but it's it's keeping us alive Hmm. Yeah, that very smart plan to have that rainy day fund. Yeah. <laughs> now, if government could do that, that'd be great too. <laughs> yeah. And then, I guess looking to the future, I guess I know you said it's really uncertain, but what direction do you see retail business and the tourism industry moving um, within the next decade? Let's just say. Yeah, I don't think there's going to be too much changes. Uh, in let me answer the retail part uh <clears throat> retail uh in um generally speaking uh as you would know everything's moving online you know this pandemic has accelerated online uh purchases and um and the the benefit of those that that pivoted to online uh sales is they're they're good they're efficient um and uh and and it works very very well um and so that's why in on the mainland more, more so on the mainland that you have a lot of dead malls because mm -hmm. uh people are not going to drive all the way and look for parking and try to shop for something at 
at, at a large big box when they can just order it and mm -hmm. get delivered to your door. <clears throat> so the, there's the convenience aspect of it. Uh, for Hawaii tourism, though, however, <clears throat> we're <clears throat> we're a retailer um, by our, our <clears throat> by a business model, but what we actually sell is an experience. And so when you're on vacation, you you want a good experience. And so if a retailer can <clears throat> make uh, their customers a good experience in the store, um, enjoy the store, uh, it's almost sort of, they call it retail payment, you know, it's like entertainment um, with all kinds of neat products and souvenirs and stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, <clears throat> then, then that's, that's what the tourists are looking for. They're, they're willing to spend money on experiences. So in a way, ABC stores, uh, we sell experiences in a way, in an indirect way, um, and they, they're buying merchandise. Uh, and so I think for us in the next 10 years, um, we'll, we'll get back on our feet. Uh, we'll come up with different kinds of products. Uh, <clears throat> and redesign some of those stores so that they have a uh, when the customer does come in they're kind of surrounded by um, what they their expectation of a Hawaiian vacation mm -hmm. you know uh, friendly service um, get their needs and wants great um, great atmosphere uh, and which you know actually is you know, they really like it it's, the visitors really like that awesome I guess focusing more new as a CEO, can you tell us maybe the top three skills you use every day in your job? Um, <laughs> uh, <clears throat> so I don't know if there's skills or character character traits. Um, one one is to have discipline um, or willpower. If uh, is a different word for it. Uh, <clears throat> You're in in um, in my position. It's easily distracting. You can get distracted mm -hmm. and and go off course um, when opportunities come about or uh, problems or crises. You know, you you have to stay focused um, and you you need the discipline and the willpower to um, keep your these are kind of like cliches, but you know, you keep your eye on the ball, right? Uh, you got to make sure your expenses are controlled. Um, you got to make sure morale is still good. Uh, you got to make sure the stores are clean and and our uh, employees are servicing our customers properly. Um, these are the real basics. Uh, and, um, and at the same time, you got to keep developing so what we're doing now during this pandemic is because there's not as many visitors. So the souvenir kind of stuff doesn't sell so much. And so we're, we're selling more food items, right? Mm -hmm. So um, we're developing different kinds of food, uh, grab and go kind of products, uh, boba teas and those kinds of things. Um, so you need that discipline and the confidence to, to keep your eye on the business and, and focus on the business. Um, another skill would be observation. So, um, you know, we are people business. Uh, well, all businesses are people businesses. Uh, 
And what I like to try to do is um, I observe our people uh, and how they're up, how they work. Um, and you know, when you get to know people after a while, uh, you, you can sense if there's something wrong or, they're, or, or if they're in a good mood. So, you know, take, take your parents, buddy, as an example. Mm -hmm. If, if they're very talkative on a normal basis and then one day you come home from school and they're just like silent, <laughs> you're kind of wondering, well, is there something wrong, mom? Or, you know, are you yeah. okay? <laughs> you know, you, you have that kind of intuitive sense of that. So it's the same with our employees. You have, there's, you know, to, as a CEO, I'm the last to know oftentimes. Um, but if I ask the question, then they will respond to me, right? So, you know, you don't seem yourself today and you okay? Oh yeah, I just have this issue with my manager or something like that. Uh, and then you can solve some of those kinds of problems. Um, and uh, the third thing is probably uh, don't make snap decisions. Um, mm -hmm. You make decisions all the time. And, but sometimes it's better just to sleep on it, you know, saying, well, I can, I know what the answer is, but yeah, I'm going to withhold for for a day or two, think about it, and I would say um, that it it's helpful because it helps you uh, think it through, and sometimes you would flip on your your decision, which is okay. It's okay. Awesome, and then. I know you mentioned networking a couple of times, networking with your classmates um, in classes and networking with other people. Can you speak to the importance of networking and what role it's played in your career as the CEO of ABC Stories? Oh, very, very important. Um, you know, the um, networking is uh, a matter of making connections with other people. Right. And so, um, and you don't know when you might uh, need or have have a need to to uh, contact that person. So <clears throat> I think it's whether you're in school or uh, in business or working um, is to uh, try to to um, get to know your your professors or your teachers or your bosses, uh, <clears throat> your vendors, your um, people that deliver to you, um, the contractors, the uh, as many people as possible um, because uh, it will benefit you in, in the future because hopefully they remember you. Um, and it's, been invaluable for me um i mean i've been doing this for 40 years so <laughs> um i'm a director of central pacific bank um i'm on the board of kuokini health systems uh i'm on the hawaii food industry association uh, board um and numerous other boards and um through our charitable contributions, you know, I attend, I attend these uh, dinners. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, it's not easy doing all those things, you know, because there's, there's times you want to say, I don't want to go to that, you know, <laughs> I'm tired. <laughs> you know? 
but you have that's the willpower and the discipline nope i, I better go you know and and uh uh network with um the the people at the event uh and the, and there's a time when you're going to have a need and you're going to call your the person up and say hey you know i you know i met you at this function and stuff and you go, oh yeah what can i do for you i need this help right mm -hmm. and that may help your business yeah totally totally and then i know you mentioned that you're on a bunch of different boards due to abc's charitable contributions and as a brand that's really deeply rooted in hawaii can you speak to the importance of community and the role it plays in how you conduct business in hawaii and really around the world yeah okay good question um yeah we are because we're popular i guess uh or known um and uh my parents always uh, told me that you know you gotta the community has supported your business so you should support the community mm -hmm. um so it's it's a reciprocal thing um and um so we've taken that to heart uh our our profits um uh go back to, into the community and and uh i think it's important because uh you know we're a local business um hawaii local business so we have our private foundation which we uh formulated uh, many years ago and uh, for the purpose of philanthropic um purposes to to give back to our community mm -hmm. uh, and um uh i i think it's important um it it's part of our dna anyway my grandparents uh, uh taught me a lot about um uh about uh charity and and uh helping others um and because it's it sort of comes back to you and and you don't know you can't you can't plan these things mm -hmm. you know uh but you know good things happen most most of the time uh and um you you only have one reputation so you might as well make it a good one right uh and that's where your behavior how you conduct yourself um your your actions uh because it's not only money right you you contribute your time you contribute to webinars <laughs> to to uh to, it's, and it's being unselfish and all that kind of thing awesome and then i guess focusing in on on students like myself do you have any suggestions or words of wisdom um for students that are interested in going to business when they're older oh well i well study hard i guess it'd be the one thing um and uh i you know i wasn't i wasn't a very good well let me put it this way my grades weren't that good um but i worked really really hard just to get a, a decent grade and um uh and i think it's more the character of the person that uh works hard um and uh uh and and the other thing is that um maybe it's different 
Um, but I, I tell this to um, people that, you know, my grandparents, they, they couldn't pick the job that they wanted. You know, back in those days, they immigrated from Japan. Uh, he, my grandfather worked in the sugarcane fields. I mean, it's not something you, that's what I want to do, right? Uh, they couldn't pick that job. <clears throat> but what they did do was they adapted. So he saved his money um, and bought a property in Kaimiki. And this is in the old days, real old, old days. <clears throat> uh, so it was affordable. And he, he was a carpenter, so he built his own store uh, and then started buying merchandise. And then and he got out of the plantation uh, thing and became a merchant. And, and so it's not something that I think he planned. He, it's just that it just sort of happened, right? <clears throat> and so for students today, you may have a desire to be going to startup, be entrepreneurial, start a fashion boutique or um, any number of those things, but the path to it may take you in a different direction. And maybe that different direction might be, hey, you know, this isn't so bad either. And so uh, I, my advice would be be flexible because you might get into an, uh, an industry that you hadn't planned to, but you're, you, you're good at it, you're successful, um and and you you just adapt to that and and maybe that's maybe that's the future mm -hmm. interesting awesome thank you so much for that and then just just to close this off do you have any uh courses or clubs that you think students students should take at a young age either in high school or college um, and then what do you what would you suggest is the typical path for a business person such as yourself to to take to become successful oh <laughs> Let's see. Well, uh, if I was your age, um, I would join the debate club. I think debate is teaches you, well, you got a little bit of homework. Um, and uh, it's not to argue, right? It's to be able to be persuasive. And I think in any, um, uh, business or, or uh, whatever you do, you, persuasion is, is an important uh, skill. Maybe that's another skill you should have. Um, and, and being able to um, uh, communicate well. And, mm -hmm. and I think communication is one of the, one of the weakest parts of, of any um, business. Uh, we have we think we do good communication, but we don't. Uh, so debate would be good. Um, <clears throat> I recently I, I watched on Netflix the uh, Queen's Gambit. It was a very it was about mm -hmm. chess. Uh, that that was a great show. Um, I I played chess when I was very young. My son played chess. Um, he he got into clubs. I, I never got into that level, um, but I think that's a good skill. Uh, um, and it's, it's kind of interesting. Um, uh, physical activity is good. So whatever sports, I think, um, sports teaches you, uh, the, the thing about sports is the coach. You know, if you have a good coach, mm -hmm. they teach you discipline, they, they teach you, um, uh, how to work together as a team. Uh, 
so that that's important. Um, I'm chair of the Hawaii Symphony Orchestra. I think um, performing arts, whether it's music or dance or uh, or, or or art, um, is is important for the creative mind uh, to to broaden your your um, your mind, <laughs> uh, uh, and <clears throat> and all those will benefit you. You know, you don't know what the future is, uh, but when you have this knowledge, I, th I think it's so important to have a broad, broad knowledge. Um, and if having that uh, and a good attitude, um, no matter what business you get into, you'll be successful. Awesome. Yeah, that's all the questions I have for you. Thank you. Thank you so much for answering in really good detail and giving um, me and our students that will view this later some really good tips, advice, um, and really general life lessons. So I really appreciate you taking the time to chat with me here today. Oh, yeah, sure. All right. I enjoyed it. Awesome. I enjoyed it. Thank you so much. Have a, have a nice rest of your day.